Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of Off the Dome. I am your host, Sierra Harris, and with this podcast, we are going to be discussing all the things. We are going to be talking about mental health, work, relationships, family, um, pretty much anything that you can think of under the sun. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of story times and kind of giving you guys some insight into my background and my life and things that I've experienced growing up even till now. I'm 26 years old. I'm single and I currently live in San Antonio, Texas. I work in banking currently right now Um, and I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from University of Texas at San Antonio. Go Roadrunners! So yeah, we're going to be going into a lot of sensitive topics, but I hope that this will be a great outlet for me. Um, I really want to use this platform to discuss matters that maybe are not touched on heavily. Um, I know with our generation as millennials, we're definitely becoming more open about our mental health and where we're struggling and trying not to repeat cycles from previous generations. So that is something that I do really enjoy, but I'm just hoping to shed light on just some of the things that I've gone through in my life in hopes that it'll help just one other person. Um, I hope it helps you. I hope that I can give some sound advice. And if it's a topic that, you know, I don't have as much experience on it. Um, You know, I'm just here to give my opinions and tell you what I've learned over the years. So essentially off the dome is anything goes. So um, I hope that this is just a, a great podcast and that you guys enjoy it. This is my little passion project that I've wanted to start for about a year and a half. Um, I've had the idea so we are going to dive right in so my name is sierra harris i was born in fort riley kansas to a single mom and you know it was always just me and my mom growing up because my biological father chose not to be around um you know he had about two different opportunities to be involved in my life and he chose to forgo that so oops on him for that um so yeah it's really always been me and my mom as par- is a as far as like my parental guidance it was my mom but i also have been raised by almost every member of my family i've been raised by my uncle my aunt my grandparents raised me for several years um and i've lived with all of them at some point in my life so i've it's very true what they say it takes a village to raise a child because i've had just multiple people in my life that have shaped me to be who i am today so um yeah so it it really just started off with me and my mom my mom joined the army when she was about 18 years old and she really you know joined the army to kind of have a better life for herself and you know then comes me at about 20 years old she had me and my father chose not to you know have anything to do with me 
So it's always just be, been me and her. And then, of course, as I mentioned, my other family members who definitely helped out along the way. Um, so I'm very close to my immediate family, especially my grandmother. I'm very close to her. She is like a second mom, but I have like many people in my life that I can say during certain seasons where I've said like, you know, I consider them to be like a second mom. I have a lot of women in my life that I have encountered that have really shaped me to be who I am. But of course, my mom um, really shaped me to be who I am. And we didn't always have it easy and we don't have it easy now. Like, you know, we as I've gotten older and I've come to realize, you know, that parenting is not easy and you know looking at things from her perspective now that I can actually understand living on my own and experiencing things by myself and I don't even have children um you know we definitely have grown closer we have a stronger bond and we definitely use opportunities to see where we can grow our relationship stronger but it wasn't always like that um growing up we did have a very tumultuous relationship um I mean, of course we had our good times, but a lot of times it was a lot of bickering, a lot of arguing, a lot of physical fights, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, a lot of my friends from when I was younger, I would say middle school was a profound moment in my development as a kid because I went through a lot of different things and I was always very comfortable sharing my story with like my friends. I don't really feel like I was one of those kids who was closed off. I've always been, I would say like an open book and I still hold that same value. Like I don't want people to feel like I'm hiding things from them. So I try to be an open book right off the bat some people will say you know that's not really a great idea because you're kind of showing all your cards on the first day <laughs> so when we dive into my dating stories i mean you guys can judge for yourself if you know how you think me being an open book has shaped some of my dating history but you know i I don't feel like it's a characteristic of myself that I personally want to change because I feel like if I lay it all out for you, you have what you have and you can decide, you know, how you want to move forward with me in your life, you know, as a friend, as a family member, as a partner, you know, all that jazz. I try to put it all out there. So there's no reason for you to doubt what I'm here for, like what my intentions are. I try to put it all out on the floor. So that's kind of like my personality so when I was a kid I was never afraid to like share what was going on with friends um I didn't so much share what I was going through with like teachers and faculty but my close-knit group of friends that I had you know they were always in the know and probably if you ask them what was like uh, one word that I probably always said to them when I went to school was that I was on punishment I was on punishment. I was grounded for months, for six months, sometimes six months at a time, I would be on punishment or restriction is what my mom would call it. I'm on restriction. I feel like my entire childhood, I was on punishment. And I don't think I was a bad kid, you know? I wasn't a bad kid, but 
there were like I said me and my mom we butt heads because I think we're di we're very different but we are very much alike and I think it took a long time for us to be able to say that out loud and to be comfortable with each other in that regard so you know we definitely had our moments but I'm very happy with where our relationship stands at the moment you know we've had a lot of back and forth a lot of deep discussions a lot of tears shed a lot of angry moments but I think that it's kind of brought us to where we are today where I feel like I can come to my mom honestly about how I feel and I don't feel like she blows me off when I was younger one thing that I can say is not just with my mom but I just felt blown off a lot I felt like when I would say something it, I felt like I wasn't being heard people were listening to me but I didn't feel like I was being heard and so I think something that I kind of learned or something that I find is a gift is that I personally feel like when I was younger I was always told that I was a great storyteller because I could be very animated in my stories I did the hand motions the face motions I could change my voice to whoever I was talking about and it was entertaining for a lot of people even though I'm literally telling you about my life but I know it was like entertainment for some of my friends and somehow even with me I was able to laugh it off even though I was the one that was on punishment I could have this animated story time about what happened last night with me and my mom or me and my brother so yeah um, my brother came along my brother Dion came along when I was about eight years old um, when my mom married his father and I want to say she married him when I was six I want to say I could be getting the ages wrong and forgive me I don't know a hundred percent but as far as I know I was about six years old we were living in Japan at the time that's where my mom was stationed and she did marry my brother's dad and she married him pretty quickly I've come to come to learn as I got older and after we left Japan um, we moved to Virginia and you know that's when you know me and it became me my mom and my brother my stepdad was in the picture for a little bit but it wasn't too long after they got married that he basically was deployed to Afghanistan I believe or Iraq I really don't remember which one but it was one of the two um, by this time I want to say that I was in the fourth grade so by this time we were living in Georgia so I feel like I'm kind of bouncing all over the place but just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a picture um, you know a lot of my early years I lived in Texas with my grandparents or my aunt and then you know we've lived in Japan we've lived in Virginia we've lived in Georgia um and then we moved to the netherlands and then after the netherlands moved back to texas stayed in texas for a little bit my mom deployed to afghanistan my sophomore year of high school so me and my brother went to go live with his dad in south carolina for a year 
And then my mom came back from Afghanistan. I had the choice of whether or not I wanted to stay in South Carolina. I decided to come and live back with my mom because living in South Carolina, the conditions weren't up to par for me. Although I loved my school, I loved what I was involved in. Um, I decided to live back with my mom and we moved back to Texas. And then we moved to Florida. And that's kind of where I ended my high school career was in Florida. And then after Florida, after graduating high school in Tampa, we moved back to Texas and I went to college at UTSA and I've been here ever since. So ever since 2013, we came back to Texas after graduating, after I graduated high school. And yeah, most of my, pretty much all of my adult years have been here in Texas. So. That's kind of where we are. And, you know, as far as, cause I have mentioned my brother's dad, as far as the relationship there, um, I would say that there isn't a relationship. And that has kind of happened over the years, you know. It's something that personally in my mind, I can't understand. You know, I've gone to therapy. I went to therapy in college um, for a couple of months. I want to say about six months I went to therapy and then I kind of just stopped going. It's a really silly story of why I stopped going, but I just stopped going. And I didn't really think anything of it when I stopped going. And I always just took what, what my therapist did tell me when I was going. And I've kind of always thought back to what she said as far as the reason you know, why I ended up in therapy in the first place, um, kind of how I got there and her explanation as to why I felt that way. So, um, yeah, there, there isn't a relationship there with nor my, you know, my biological father, nor my stepdad. And personally, I don't think that there will be a relationship because I've kind of gotten to the place in my adult life where I feel that I shouldn't have to chase someone to be in my life. That goes for family, friends, partners, anybody. I should not have to force a relationship with a person. I shouldn't have to try to track you down. I shouldn't have to write you letters for years. I shouldn't have to keep calling you and telling you the same thing that I tell you every year after year. I shouldn't have to do that, you know? I feel like after I've told you once or twice, maybe three times, then we should have an understanding of where our relationship is going to go and how we're going to progress and be better. And with my stepdad, I just feel like it's a lost cause. And I feel like I can go to bed at night knowing that I've done everything that I can to foster a relationship with him. And, you know, I guess that's something that you could say would be comforting it's not always comforting because there are moments where I do break down and I kind of question why somebody who was a pastor, a man of God, and, you know, has all these children, even though I'm not his biologically. You know, one thing that he always said when I was growing up is the only steps that exist in this house are the ones that are on the front porch. So I never considered him to be my stepdad. 
I only would say that because that was politically correct. So whenever I was meeting someone for the first time or explaining something, I would always refer to him as my stepdad, just so people could keep track. Cause you know, I feel like when you're a military brat, you're constantly trying to tell people where you're from and you're really never from anywhere. You're from a lot of places because you've been raised everywhere. So to make it less complicated, I would just refer to him as my stepdad. But when he was living with us, when my mom was married to him, even when they divorced, I always considered him to be my dad. And I referred to him as my dad. And anybody who knows me knows that that was my dad. And um, so yeah, it, it does really hurt. I can't say that it doesn't hurt at all and that I'm completely past it, but it does hurt that, you know, he chose to not be involved many different points in my childhood after my parents divorced. Um, he chose not to be involved and I would continue to reach out even as a kid. I would continue to reach out to him and see like, you know, what we could do, like how, when was he going to be involved? I mean, there were times when I was younger where he would go like six months without contacting me or my brother. And on this podcast, I do want to make it clear, I'm really not going to speak from anybody else's point of view but my own. Because it's not my place to tell you guys how my brother feels about his father because that's their relationship and it's not my own. So I can't be the one to speak for people when it comes to topics that may deal with them. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind. All opinions and things that I say are going to be from my point of view based off of the experiences that I had. I can't speak for my brother. I can't speak for my mom and I can't speak for anybody who may come up in a conversation that we are having on this podcast. I can only share my truth. And I think a big thing that kind of scared me when I was going to start this podcast was I didn't want to offend anybody by sharing my truth. Um, but I think what I've come to learn is my truth is my truth. And just because someone else may have a different point of view in their eyes of what they felt like during that situation doesn't negate what I felt. So um, that's kind of a big thing that I have to remind myself whenever I do start getting in depth when I talk about, you know, the things that I went through um, and things that other people may have done to hurt me and maybe things that I've done to other people to hurt them. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect and that everything that happened to me was always my fault or that everything that happened to me was always somebody else's fault. I do believe in taking accountability and I do believe that not only should you hold yourself accountable, you need to hold other people accountable. And um, I feel like that's what's missing in the world today. A lot of people don't want to be held accountable and a lot of people get a pass to kind of go out here and live ridiculously and they get a pass and it's not until it's too late that we then start looking at people's past behaviors and we realize like we've been overlooking them for so long and why because we swept things under the rug we gave people a pass we gave them the benefit of the doubt may way too many times and you know i have always been someone who feels like people shouldn't get a pass. I don't care what your race is. I don't care how old you are. I feel like in certain situations, you cannot get a pass and you do have to be held responsible and accountable for your actions because that's the only way that you're gonna learn and grow and become a better person. 
Um, you know, giving people a pass only helps them continue to grow into a monster if that's what they are. So yeah, we are going to definitely dive deep into more of, you know, my feelings when it comes to my stepdad's absence in my life. And we'll also discuss the times where he was involved in my life and kind of how I developed these mixed feelings about, you know, mine and his relationship. Like, there are a lot of mixed feelings there because there was a point where he was involved in my life and I thought he was the greatest human being to ever exist, you know? Like, outside of my grandmother, I did think that he was one of the greatest people that existed. And I kind of felt like, you know, whenever he did marry my mom, I felt like I got saved in a way. Not religiously, but I felt like I had someone else who could see the things that were going on between me and my mom and kind of be a mediator, if you will. Because, you know, sometimes when things were going on with me and my mom, it's like I have my side of what I think is going on. My mom has her side. I'm a kid, so I don't know everything that she's personally been through to why she's making the decisions that she's making and you know I'm just looking at it from my point of view as a kid so I can't really put myself in her shoes necessarily because I'm what six seven eight nine ten however long I'm that that old and I can't necessarily put myself in her shoes and you know the dynamic between parent and child I think especially in a black household is very intricate because I feel like black parents specifically do not want to be looked at as one of your little friends and I feel like my mom's uh, strategy or tactic when it came to parenting was just from what I experienced is to fear her and when I was younger I definitely will say that I did fear my mom because a lot of my whoopings came from her and a lot of the times when I got put on punishment it was because of her um, and it was her deciding to do that not saying that I was innocent and the reasons why I got punished I'm just saying that I do think as a child I grew to fear my mom um, so yeah some of the discipline you know you when you're a young parent and you've had past childhood traumas you know and you don't know no I don't think anybody knows the first thing about parenting you know like there's no rule book to parenting I'm sure there are books now that talk about parenting but you know I think that our parents did the best that they could with the information that they had and the knowledge that they had and I'm, not all of our parents did the best that they could but I would say the large majority and just speaking about my mom I feel like she did the best she could with the resources she had and granted she was a single mother and when my brother came in the picture by the time my brother came in the picture she basically was a single parent of two so even though my mom and my stepdad were married she felt single so you know I don't even know how I would have a kid at 26. I don't even know how I would do it. And my mom had me when she was 20. And so personally, I commend her for everything that she was able to do for me and my brother. And, you know, I think we turned out pretty good. So 
Um, stay tuned for next episode. It is going to dive into kind of my relationship with my stepdad and where it stands and, you know, my feelings about that. Um, but I appreciate you guys for tuning into the first episode and I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you stay along for the ride with me. You guys have a great week.